What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Full Go, presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. And right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays, or SGPs as the kids like to call them, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Chicago everywhere. Check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. <laughs> he is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. What's happening, brother? How you doing? I'm good, Jay. How about yourself? I can't complain, brother. You know. I, I did. Uh, I accomplished a big thing today. What'd you do, man? I got uh, our wedding venue secured and finalized. Congratulations, brother. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. That's amazing. All right. What'd you guys settle on? Not settle, but <laughs> where, where, where you guys headed, I should say. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to jump in just shitting on the, the venue immediately. So uh, what'd you end up passing up and what'd you end up settling on? Nah, what'd you, what'd you, what'd you end we, up going We ended buddy? up passing on a lot of things that was really expensive and settled on 100%. something that was, you know, a lot more and within your price our, point. And our price point, exactly. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's man. just a, it's, uh, it's a place called Friendship Auditorium. It's nearby from, it's like 20 minutes from where we live and nearby okay. where you know, all of our family and friends live. So we're excited for that. I made like the first deposit today. So now we got yeah, 60 it's days. Official. Yep. Yeah, we have six, up to 60 days from when the actual wedding is to pay off the rest. So yeah. now it's on like the catering, the alcohol and all the decorations and all that stuff. No, nah, that's outstanding, brother. Congratulations yeah. to you and the yep. lady. I mean, Thank you. Uh, it seems like just yesterday we were talking about that first kiss. And, that, I know, right? and now my guy, Jesse Lopez, is out here getting ready to we grow jump so soon, boom. don't we? 
Yeah, yeah, man. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Now, that's now, that's the way to kick off the pod right there. That's, there you go. That's the vibe. I've, I've had a great day, by the way. So this is going to hopefully be a jovial and upbeat pod. Uh, welcome into Therapy Thursdays, as y'all always know, right here on the Full Go Podcast. Jesse Lopez is the voice that you just heard. I got Tony Gill will be off for a couple of pods. He's out here handling business. So shout out to TG. And of course, the Steve Sharuti. I mean, we love you, dog. So I am coming down with something. And I was battling it all day, battling it all night. But nothing's going to keep me from talking to y'all because we got things to discuss, right? Like, I want to get right to it. Y'all know, come here for Bears talk. Y'all come here for Bulls talk. Y'all come here for Cubs and Sox in season or when it, something happens, right? And shout out to the Blackhawks because Lord knows, you know, trying to get them relevant again at some point here in the next half a decade. But I have a question for you, Jesse Lopez. How do you feel about adults dominating children in sporting events? Hmm. Or anything for that matter. So video games, I'm a, I'm a little more okay with because mm-hmm. I have been in that position where I'm playing a little kid and it's like, <laughs> do, I let, do I let him win or be like, nah, nah, bro, this is my yeah. game. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know so, it's, it's a tough decision to make. Yeah, it's in video games, I'm a little more lenient, but in real life, I think at the very least, you have to let him win, let him win the first one to see how it is. And if they come out a little more like, like you know, confident and cocky where it's like, you start kind of talking their kid trash. It's like, all right, we'll go again. You got to humble them a little bit. But, you know, let them get like one or two off just to, just to see how it goes. I think it's always going to be depending on the child, you know? Right. Of course. And I'm glad that you feel that way, Jesse Lopez, because I don't. Um, <laughs> kick these kids' ass. And if you're riding around right now with your kid, shame on you for listening to this pod with your kid in the car. Or, you know, congratulations to you for raising your child the right way. You know, it's on you either way. But maybe they're just walking the child, you know, and they have yeah, the ear pods on. So maybe. Maybe, but there is a famous meme with Michael Jordan's face on it and a quote right in the middle. And you can bleep this out if you want to, Jesse, but some kids, okay? Because I think every kid needs to learn how to lose at a very, very early age. And before we get into why you came here, I saw something today every once in a while on the social media it'll bring you a gem, right? If it's not people screaming back and forth about political agendas or things that probably won't affect their lives, but they're standing firm because social media is the place to stand firm and, you know, be as, um, as, as showy and performative as possible. Every once in a while, you get a little bit of a morsel, right? You get a little bit of a nugget, you get a little bit of a tidbit. Shout out to the people who can uh, trace that call back. But you get something that will make you feel like, ah, this Twitter, this Instagram, this Facebook, whatever the social media platform that you are on, you feel like it's all worth it. I came across Darren M. Haynes's Twitter page today. Darren M. Haynes. And the reason why his Twitter feed came into my purview is because he tweeted out this that said, must see a 22-year-old Virginia high school basketball coach is fired after impersonating a 13-year-old in a JV basketball game. They also canceled the entire season for this. This was at Churchland High School in Portsmouth, Virginia on January 21st. And then he proceeds to give you the video, which is this woman 
being everything that you think a star player should be on the court. The problem is she is nine years older than everyone on the court. Jesse, she is out here giving the and one sign. She is out here blocking shots. Like I've seen this doing story. Everything yep. to these children that honestly, like everybody's going crazy in the replies. I respect it, to be honest with you. If you can find a league or you can find a place to make you feel better about yourself, make you feel better about your ego or your circumstance, whatever the case may be, you're, you're a high school basketball coach, right? Like you got a whole bunch going on in your life. And then you got to deal with somebody else's badass kids. You might as well just go to the gym, get a little bit of a run, and take it out on somebody's badass kids. And that leads me to the reason why I respect this. Because I had five uncles growing up. I never had older brothers, right? But I had five uncles who would not let me win at shit ever. Like ever, 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 right? So it, 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 it nurtured the competitive spirit in me, and it also showed me that you're going to have to take some L's at some point in your life. Might as well take them when you're four years old, right? All the way up to high school and as an adult. Like, I'm of that school. And you guys might be saying, oh, Jason's putting on right now. No, I'm not. I live this life. You hear me? I'm looking right into the camera. I live this life because I've done this before. My cousin okay? was this, does that for me. Every, I would go over his house, play video games, right? He would whoop my ass. Same thing. So how much older it. was you, how much older was oh, that he cousin? Was, he was older. He was how like much? Well, how much? Uh, twelve or ten years older. Twelve or ten? Yeah, right. he was yeah. an older cousin. That story's gonna pale in comparison to this one, my man. Oh boy! Long, long, long time <laughs> ago in dating history, past you know, long, 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 long time ago. May, I'm putting the emphasis on long time ago. Okay. There's a young lady who I was involved with. Got a chance to meet her family. Great family. Right, got a chance to meet her nephew. And this is like the first time I'm running into the shorty. And he's, you know, he's the, the young man of the family, right? Like the, the favorite grandson, the favorite nephew, the first one, right? This young man and I are in the back in the alley. There's a hoop up there. You know, hey, a little bonding time, right? So I take, he had to be all of six or seven years old. At this point, I'm probably about 26, 27 years old. And I just wanted to find out where the young man's, you know, where his, where his floor was, right? Just test his metal a little bit. Check the temperature a little bit. You know what I mean? A little, 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 little fluid indicator, right? You pump the Kool-Aid or what? Jesse, I looked this young man in the face. I said, let's play 21, shorty. Right? I said, I'll, I'll give you 20. And I'll have zero. And he was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. I'm down. I'm like, oh, yeah. Come on in, kid. Come on in. Jesse, when I tell you every drop step, you feel me, every finger roll, Euro stepping. This is this is like Jason, right? This is this is in shape, Jay. So Euro stepping this kid to death. You feel me? I'm taking him outside so he can see that tray ball work, right? I'm getting him out here. I'm telling him to come out here. You ain't gonna get nothing done down there. Come close out like a man should, right? Got him on his heels. I got him in the post. You feel me? Got him on my hip. Sealed him off. You know, <laughs> outside shoulder, right hand jump hook. Just beating the fuck out of this kid. Just absolutely just obliterating this child, right? I think I even dunked, to be honest with you. I, I think I dunked during this game. 
<laughs> I, you know, treated him like Shaq did Chris Dudley, you know, at the forum <laughs> with the push or the Staples Center, I should say, with the push. Yeah, you know, he, he wanted to throw the ball at me, but, you know, you know, he know what would have happened in that alley. I'd, 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 I'd have folded him up real quick, you know. So the beating is commencing. I've now got 17, 18 points. It's a fait accompli. I'm, oh, by the way, I'm defensive player of the year out here, too. I'm swatting his shit down the block. You feel me? I'm making him check the ball up 30 feet away so he's tired now. You know, I'm just trying to try to see where his, you know, where his mentals is at, right? We got three more points until his game point. He's still stuck on 20. He's gone through a little bit of a drought in the last, I don't know, 15, 10 minutes that this game has gone on, right? Nobody's come out here to check on him. So I'm thinking this is this is what he should have happened to him in his life, in this moment. I nail a three ball. Jesse, I held the gooseneck. <laughs> you know, I let it, I let it, I let it sit there for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like like Sidney Dean. Stare at it. Stare yeah. at it. It's so pretty. <laughs> it's so pretty. You feel me? He looks me in my face. <laughs> he, and he was stone-faced the entire game while he's taking his ass open. So I'm like, oh, this kid, <laughs> you know, he might, you know, he might be able to roll. <laughs> like, 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 baby boy, little cuz got heart. <laughs> he got heart. <laughs> he looked me in the face. And at that moment, I realized I was playing a seven-year-old. He broke down in tears, ran in the house, sobbing and crying. Pretty much said, I don't want this man back here. Um, <laughs> don't bring him back to this house. It was, no, it was his grandmother's house. And little did he know, I'd be, I'd be posting up there quite often. Little did he know. You feel me? You're going to see a lot of me, shorty. And, you know, we obviously, we, we became better friends as the years went along. But, hey, man, everybody out there taking it easy on these damn kids, they don't take it easy on you. When they ass is up at 5.30 on a Saturday morning, like they just smoked crack and drank coffee and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, <laughs> had a shot of whatever upper that, that, that is illegal. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't care about you. They don't take care of you. They're your broke little homies. They are tiny terrorists. So I am with whoever this young lady's name is because they don't want to, you know, give her name out. By the way, canceling the whole season is hilarious. Somebody comes and plays on your JP game and all of a sudden nobody can play basketball for the rest of the year. So I will say this to the 22-year-old Virginia high school basketball coach who was fired after impersonating a 13-year-old in a JV basketball game. I feel you. Real ones relate beat the hell out of these kids. Not physically, but mentally. Take these kids to a depth that they will not come back from. Show them what it's like. This, this is what bill paying feels like. This is what paying taxes feels like. This is what getting up and doing shit that you don't want to do because you're an adult feels like. Enjoy it. Drink it in, child. Now go get a Capri Sun for me and go get one for yourself as well. I'm thirsty after beating your ass out here. Time for some commercials. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. 
get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Bulls Talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. Flies in with a two-handed slam dunk. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. All right, so the Bulls did what they were supposed to do, which is beat a sub-500 team and one of the worst teams in the league, but they didn't do that the last time. They saw the Charlotte Hornets, so here we are. Listen, this game, for all the Bulls fans out there, was... (laughs) How can I put this? Because... Every time they get a win, you want to feel like, okay, maybe something is changing. But at this point in the season, they got an uphill climb. And every time they beat a team like this, it makes you think about all the games that they dropped to teams like this. Namely, obviously, the Charlotte Hornets squad the last time they saw them. DeMar DeRozan gets named to his sixth All-Star game in his career putting together quite the uh, the Hall of Fame resume, if I don't say so myself. I mean, you get to the All-Star game six, seven times in your career. I don't know how many guys have, have those kinds of credentials who haven't made the Hall of Fame. Plus, he's a guy that scored a boatload of points in his NBA career. I think he's I think he hit the 20,000-point uh, milestone this season, if I'm not mistaken. I, I kind of remember that. All these games run together. But this was a game where you got a week before the trade deadline, exactly a week as we are taping this at around 11 o'clock here, Central Standard Time, uh, on Tuesday. On Thursday, I should say. Therapy Thursdays. They needed this kind of game. Now, I will say this. It did look kind of odd because you had DeMar DeRozan named to his sixth All-Star game, and Zach Levine uh, created, but he really didn't look at the rim for a good two and a half, three quarters of this game. So it was kind of an odd offensive game where other guys were forced to step in and produce to the level or some somewhat uh, of, of Zach Levine. 22 points for Io DeSumo, 20 points for Kobe White. Listen, those two guys, and we've talked about it on this pod, where a decision might have to be made in, in the future about which one of these two guys are you going to invest in in the long term, can you invest in both of them? Uh, Io DeSumo had a terrific rookie year, and this year has been a little bit up and down. Uh, so to him, for him to have this kind of game where, you know, if you take a look at the game logs, it, there's been some games where Io DeSumo offensively has not been assertive, has not been aggressive uh, for whatever reason, and this team has had its offensive issues. But defensively, it seems like he's always been on point. He had a really, really good game tonight, not just offensively, but defensively. The dude went 9 of 10 from the field. He was straight line driving LaMelo ball all night long. Um, He was running, which I think the Bulls don't do enough of. There's way too many times after makes or misses that they're walking the ball up, and that speaks to, I think, who their ball handlers are majority of the time, which is DeMar DeRozan in the half court and Zach Levine in the half court as well. But Ayo DeSumo did everything he was supposed to tonight. And as I just mentioned, LaMelo Ball <laughs> got thrown out at the end of the game. Um, let me say this about LaMelo Ball. Because when the draft rolled around a few years ago and we knew it was a three-player draft, right, where you knew that the Bulls had the fourth pick, who they, who were they going to pick? They picked the project out of Florida State. You know, I wanted them to, to go with Tyrese Halliburton, who was also 
named an all-star this evening, <laughs> the all-star reserve for the Indiana Pacers. Congratulations to that young man. But LaMelo Ball, if he's not careful, and this is just from my uh, my basketball eye over the last I don't know how many years, I don't know a lot, but I do know bad habits when I see them. And in three years, it doesn't seem like LaMelo Ball has gotten a whole hell of a lot better. I know this year he's been injury-plagued uh, throughout this season with lower extremity injuries, which are the worst. He had high ankle sprain that kept him out forever. But Steve Clifford, I think, is a good coach. Um, Michael Jordan is the owner of the team. He's got a couple of vets on his team in Gordon Hayward and Mason Plumley, But I see way too many bad habits setting in with LaMelo Ball way too early in his career. Like, just watching him play, there'll be moments where the the highlight or the flash of the play is more important than the possession, seemingly. And their shot selection as a team is woeful, is putrid. They're one of the worst offenses in the league for a reason. And you would you would question that going into any season if you got LaMelo Ball as your point guard. You think the last thing you're going to have to worry about is offense. But, man, every time I watch the Charlotte Hornets with LaMelo Ball over the last year or so, including last year, it seems as if he's playing on sheer talent, night in and night out. And that ain't going to cut it for as high profile as a player as he is. And watching Ayo Desumu body up with him, watching Ayo Desumu take that test and take that challenge, like he does with a lot of young point guards around the league. If you've noticed, Trey Young being one of them, like a lot of these young dudes, anytime John Morant is in town over the last couple of years, you know, he's, he's gotten up for that. Ayo Desumu is a competitor. And if we're talking about this Bulls team as a stagnant, uh, sometimes above average, sometimes below average team, but somewhere in the middle there around 500, we got to start talking about these young dudes a lot more because the trade deadline is going to come and go and the young guys are still going to be here. I don't think Kobe White is going to go anywhere. I don't think Patrick Williams is going anywhere. And I don't think Ayo DeSumo is going anywhere. And it's an interesting thing that's happening right now with the Bulls where not on a championship level, but we're watching a team try to rebuild their young group while also making sure that veterans are holding down the fort and you've got a viable product. It's, it's on a lower level, way lower level of what the Golden State Warriors are doing right now. They're still relying on Draymond and Clay and Steph, and they've got that woeful road record, and guys have been banged up. And, you know, it speaks to how hard it is to make multiple long playoff runs and be a dynastic squad because at some point, those extra games are going to catch up with you. That extra playoff intensity, those playoff runs, you know, and, and I know y'all going to, you know, take a shot or, you know, put a put a circle on the uh, LeBron mentioned bingo card for the full goal podcast, but... One of the true talents to me when it comes to LeBron and his legacy is the dude went to eight straight finals and every year got it up enough to make sure that his body, his mind, and physically he was in tune enough to make those eight straight runs. Like, it is a talent to be able to be available and ready to roll and performing at the highest of levels. Your body breaks down. And we've seen that happen with the, the Golden State Warriors. But the Warriors are also rebuilding while making sure that their lieutenants are respected and get themselves a deserved final couple of runs. Now, last year they messed around and went in title. So that's a whole different ball of wax than what the Bulls are going through. But it's interesting to see over this last couple of weeks or so, these young players become not only more assertive, but a more integral part of this team's outcomes. That's all we've asked for. 
If you're going to lose basketball games, it's not fine. Don't get me wrong. But make sure these young dudes are coming along so that you're not solely relying on veterans and, and, and you know, um, seasonal acquisitions. Guys like Andre Drummond or Goran Dragic. Like when Thad Young was doing his thing, I was like, yeah, I love Thad. Love that as a, as a, as a player. Love watching them. They're always available. Great interview. But they were too reliant on a guy like that if they were if they had high hopes, right? So they went up up their talent. But you have to you have to rely on young players at this point in the season. You're getting close to the All Star break here. You know it's it's the the dog days of the NBA season. Everybody's you know running out of gas a little bit. You get juiced up after the All-Star break. So there's, there's certain games that have to be picked up by young, young players. And Pat Williams, who sprained his ankle tonight at the very end of the game, had six points, three rebounds. But defensively, I thought he, he played a whale of a ball game. And Kobe White, I mean, for a guy who has had an up-and-down start to his career, I think this year, if you throw the numbers out, because the numbers aren't eye-popping, and everything that he was supposed to be over the last couple of years, like, all right, is he a point guard? Is he a lead guard? Is he, you know, a, a six-man of the year candidate in a couple of years, hopefully? Like, is he instant offense off the bench? What do you have to do? Guess what? Tighten up his handle, okay? Plays better defense and is more aware on defense than we've seen him in the previous couple of years. It's just the opportunity the the rhythm, the rotation, all the things that have gone against him and the injuries haven't allowed him to have a sustainable, successful period where you're talking about three weeks worth of basketball where it's, all right, Kobe White is coming. He is out here and he's ready to ascend. He's had little hiccups here and there, but, man, he's his last couple of weeks have been impressive as well. Now, obviously, it hasn't amounted to the team success that they would like, but you know, these young dudes came out and they're supposed to play like that against teams who are bad. Those are the times where your young dudes are supposed to eat. So shout out to Kobe White and Ayo Desumu and, of course, Patrick Williams tonight for holding it down for the old dogs who were out there. I don't say going through the motions, but the game didn't have any juice very early on. The Bulls jumped out and, and took care of business. The, the, the Hornets tried to make a couple of runs, but like a veteran team should do, they stared down a young squad, didn't play with their food, and put them away at the end, and everybody went home happy. So it, it, it's a game that you probably won't remember at the end of this season, right? It's one of those one of 82s, but the fact that the last time you saw this team, they walked you down, and you blew what was, in, in effect, a 19-point lead to one of the worst teams in the NBA. They needed this tonight. They needed this get-back as they get ready to face off against Damian Lillard and that Portland Trailblazers bunch that can mess around and beat you on any night because it, there are three or four players on that team that can get hot on any given night. So looking forward to seeing the, the Bulls mix it up on Saturday against the Trailblazers, try to put together some kind of stretch here before the trade deadline because – Nobody in the league is aware of which direction the Bulls are going to go. There's a lot of conversation about Alex Caruso, but of course, every other week, Alex Caruso gets dinged up. He got dinged up tonight. It was ruled a right foot sprain. He did not return in the second half of that ball game, so they'll be checking in on, on Alex Caruso. And of course, the Lonzo Ball updates are still spilling out. LeVar Ball jumped on the uh, Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast with with uh, Stacey King and said that Levar, uh, said that Lonzo will be back and you know, the no talks of retirement or any of those things. Um, 
he he went in depth about how his son is feeling and and that you know he's just taking his time and you know Lonzo's in a tough position right now, right? So everybody's been talking about him. He doesn't talk a whole lot. Uh, I I don't know if he's the happiest with his dad putting out his uh, prognosis, but he was on the sidelines watching his brother get kicked out of the game tonight, right? And everybody's still talking about Lonzo and saying, when is he going to come back? This season is no longer uh, about Lonzo Ball. I hope he gets back healthy at some point. I hope he uh, continues his NBA career because he's a terrific NBA talent. And, you know, seems like he's just a, a decent dude, too. So, uh, we wish him the best, but this season ain't about Lonzo Ball anymore. This season is about the dudes that you have in that locker room that have been suiting up for you, and the Io DeSumo's and Patrick Williams and the Kobe Whites of the world need to understand that this is how you have to play every single night. Not just the veterans. You know, sometimes young dudes will set the tone for a squad and wake up veterans or make veterans be on their toes a little bit more or how they practice, pressing guys and making sure guys are sharp. Well, in games like this, you as a young player, it seems as if if your team ain't doing what it's supposed to do and you're being asked to be the energy and some things are going to fall on you because shit rolls downhill and you're the young player, go out there and put out an effort like they did tonight. So Kobe White, Io DeSumo, Patrick Williams, fine games this evening. And Andre Drummond too, man. Like, Andre Drummond did something that hasn't been done since I think Daryl Dawkins did it, uh, which is get 15 points and 10 rebounds in 15 minutes or less. The man went out there and got a double-double in 15 minutes. There, there's a lot of uh, consternation, a lot of conversation about why he hasn't been playing as of late, whether it be the rotations, whether it be some uh, imaginary doghouse that's out there. All I know is Dre has handled himself like a consummate professional. He's answered every question the way that he's supposed to, and he's been ready every time that his number's been called just hasn't been called often and when it is called you see a whole different Bulls team there's a certain level of physicality that he brings and he's a guy that you got to box out with two people so you can get a whole bunch of 50 50 situations or second chance opportunities just by the fact that if you crash the boards when Andre Drummond is on the floor that two guys are going to be face guarding him or trying to get him off the boards you'll have some easy putback opportunities and we saw that again tonight with the Charlotte Hornets uh, Bulls game so Good win for the Bulls. I'm not here to celebrate as of yet. There are no parades being planned. Uh, they got to beat these teams that they haven't been able to beat. I believe there's something like 8-10 and 10 now against sub-500 teams, which is an abysmal record if you've got any kinds of playoff hopes. So they got to turn that thing around, and they got a tough team on Saturday uh, in the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard. So looking forward to that matchup and, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, more Andre Drummond time, if, if you can. Because Yosef Nurkic, you know, he's running around with cinder blocks. So if you got boots on the floor and he needs a breather, uh, I think you could throw Drummond out there to go up against Yosef. But it should be fun. Damian Lillard is always a fun uh, matchup to watch. So we'll have uh, that recap on Sunday's pod. But, yeah, good win for the Bulls. Hell, a needed win for the Bulls. A must-win need. So, they move on now and uh, try to climb back to 500 and figure out this playing situation. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, 
file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Hey, this is Lance Briggs. You're listening to The Full Go with Jason Goff. So... This is Black History Month, and shout out to everyone who not only observes, but learns something during this month, and uh, you know, 28 days to, to get as much uh, blackness in your soul as possible. Um, but of course, you know, what happens? The, uh, the arch nemesis, the evil villain that is Tom Brady, decides to retire on the first day of Black History Month. Coincidence? I think not, ladies and gentlemen. I think not. You know you were thinking it. You know, this man's about to go on the most savage baby daddy run of all time. And he announces it on the first day of Black History Month. You put it together. A lot of things going on in the NFL. <laughs> I know, Jesse, I know. A lot of things going on in the league. I'm just uh, sad I'm never going to see him in a 49er jersey, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, But check it out, though, Jess. Like, that's that's what I'm here to talk about because Everything affects the draft and every Bears fan until the draft and until free agency is going to be watching every single move. And like you mentioned, Tom Brady being off the market kind of puts another team out there that, hey, you want to you want to mess around and go up and get your quarterback in the future? You know, if you're if you're Tampa, what are you willing to splurge on? Right. Because Kyle Trask, I mean, shout out to Kyle Trask. Right, did his thing in Florida. Nice quarterback, but I don't know if that's he's the on an NFL for roster. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and speaking of Florida, like D'Amico Ryan's 49ers defensive coordinator, now Houston Texans head coach. By the way, boy, the Texans love giving brothers that badass franchise, don't they? They David do. Cully, you know, the <laughs> ambiguously biracial David Cully, and then all of a sudden, Lovey Smith's black ass, they hired Black Santa to come in here and clean up Deshaun Watson's mess, and now you're going to look at this brother, D'Amico Ryans, and say, hey, it's your turn now. Here goes the young quarterback of your liking. Go win for was in, what's his name? Um, was uh, it McNair. Bob McNair. Bob McNair. Yeah, go in for Bob McNair. Yeah, the, the dude who said the, the inmates were running the asylum. And at the time, I like I, I understood because I heard the, the the reference before, but I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, jump on him, y'all. Go get him. <laughs> go go get him. He can't be saying <laughs> shit like that. Can you believe it? And in, my, in the back of my mind, I was like, I've heard the phrase before, but yeah, you can't be doing that right now. Not in this post-George Floyd era. Cut it out. Can't be calling us no damn inmates. But I digress. Man, D'Amico Ryans is the head coach of the Houston Texans. And you might ask, Jay, how is that going to affect the Bears and their haul that they're going to get from either the Texans or the Colts or the Panthers? Well, follow me here. You've now got a defensive-minded head coach as the, the guy that is getting ready to take over a highly drafted quarterback. So. 
All that matters in Houston right now, aside from D'Amico getting the gig, and congratulations to him because he deserved it. What he did with that that San Francisco defense is outstanding, right? But you know, he he had some monsters, right? He ain't going. <laughs> that defense ain't traveling to Houston, right? Like Nick Bosa and them boys, you know, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, you know. My man, what's my man? The the safety that, that had the all pro game against uh, the Bears uh, and never Mufunga. stopped. Yeah, my man, you said it because every time I say it, you know, I say like Mafungo and I started getting hungry. <laughs> you know, shout out to all my I Puerto Ricans out the, there. The, the 49ers defense have a lot of deep uh, free agents, so a lot of them might wind up going to Texas in, in uh, Houston? Houston. I hope so. Yeah, Jimmy Ward is a big one uh, that's been named because he's he went like on a press, he went on IG Live and kind of like basically said, "Yeah, I'm out." And at one yeah. point, apparently, after the Chiefs game, he went up to Kyle Shanahan and requested to move, be moved back to safety because he was playing nickel. Yeah, and yeah. Shanahan said, "We what? You want to play? Want to ride the bench?" So I mean, he played, and I mean, it seems like there's no bad blood. It's just you know a head coach and a player. It's time to move. Yeah, yeah it's time to and, move on. Yeah, so I think I I highly highly predict he's going to go there, and I think, I think he's going to do great. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing though. The offensive coordinator and the offensive system for the Houston Texans will definitely shape what the Bears get for this draft pick. Because if Bryce Young is the number one guy, if they get an offensive coordinator in Houston who can look D'Amico Ryans in the face and be like, hey, how much time we got here? Because what if we don't have to give up this entire haul for Bryce Young and say a guy like, I don't know, speaking of Florida quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson, who is going to shoot up the mock drafts and shoot up all the draft boards and the prospect rankings because that is a dude who is going to have star, star ability when it comes to workouts. <laughs> and I don't think he's going to throw at the combine, but you watch, watch what happens with Anthony Richardson from Florida. If that happens... If that happens, and by the way, thank you for throwing this in here, Jess, the Ringers NFL draft guy compares him to Justin Fields. If that happens, if D'Amico Ryans and whoever his offensive coordinator is can look their general manager in the face and say, hey, man, we, we ain't got to give up the next three or four years of our franchise in terms of building blocks because the drop-off from Bryce Young slash C.J. Stroud might not be as severe when it comes to Anthony Richardson as we think. Watch closely, Bears fans. Watch closely that situation, not only in Houston, but Anthony Richardson's situation. Because if you're a Bears fan, you better be hoping that that dude tanks every single meeting, every single workout. You know what I'm saying? I'm not wishing this on the young man, but if the Texans have any inkling of not having to give up the farm for a guy who is going to be what a lot of people think a physical comp to a guy like Josh Allen and, you know, Cam Newton, a big body dude, terrific arm, mobile, but just has to get some of the nuances down about quarterbacking, which anybody coming out of college will have to do. That'll be a developing situation. And also, keep an eye on what's happening with the Seattle Seahawks because Geno Smith played his ass off. And the Seattle Seahawks might be like, hey, we'll give you two or three years to kind of kick the tires and try to figure this thing out. But if the Seattle Seahawks mess around and think that that the number seven, I believe they have, if they want to go out and start this thing all over again, they got a young defense, they got two young tackles, right? Of course, they still got DK Metcalf. 
They got a, a young, really good running back stable. Like Pete Carroll ain't young, but everybody else on that team is. So watch the Seattle Seahawks and the Geno Smith situation. And of course, Tom Brady retiring. Yeah, Seattle has picks five and 20. So how far do you want to move down to still get that blue chip prospect if you're the Bears? Are Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, you know, is it those guys a bust? Or do you think you can move down to five and get your tackle and also get that 20th pick and also get a couple of first-round picks to throw into the stable so you can fortify this roster a little bit more? As we lead up to free agency in the draft, Obviously, Bears fans will be looking at a few different sites, but every single day things things are happening around the league that will dictate what the draft looks like. And obviously, the Bears have the the top of the draft. They, they, they will control the draft, and they control the draft from the moment the Super Bowl is over. So keep an eye out on Anthony Richardson if you're a Bears fan. Keep an eye out on the situation in Seattle with Geno Smith. And obviously, too, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and, and the retirement of Tom Brady, there's a whole bunch of teams in that division that think they can now win that division. How long are you going to take if you're the Atlanta Falcons, right? What, is, what are your thoughts about the quarterback position if you're the New Orleans Saints? Like, that division is trash. The Carolina Panthers, shout out to Steve Wilkes, you know, fist in the air here on this third day, or second day, I should say, of, uh, of uh, Black History Month. Steve Wilkes took that team with a 6-6 six and six record while Matt Rule's getting his ass whooped every single week damn near over the last couple of years. The team's got a nice little, nice little shell of a squad. They just need a quarterback dropped in it. They might get antsy and start to play a little poker with you as well. So it's all about where Ryan Poles wants to go. It's all about if you think dropping below four is a no-go, if that's a deal-breaker. Like, I'd love to, I'd love to find out. If, if there was, I was a fly on the wall at, at Hallis Hall or if I could sit down for an off-the-record coffee with Ryan Poles, I'd love to find out, or Ian Cunningham, shout out to Ian, but I'd love to find out how low are y'all willing to go? Is, is, is four or five the number where you're like, yeah, I don't care how many picks you got for the first rounds for the next three years, four years, I'm not going below five, I'm not going below six. So while Bears fans are also checking out what's happening for the draft prospects for Will Anderson and Jalen Carter and all these workouts and all of these um, stories that are going to come out and, of course, all the draft guides that we're going to be reading here in this city, make sure you keep an eye out on the other things, the other happenings around the NFL because a few of them happened over the last couple of days that I think will impact how the Bears move with that number one pick. The Tom Brady retirement, the D'Amico Ryan's hire as head coach because if there was an offensive head coach there, you know, I, I think Bryce Young would probably be lock, stock, and barrel the, the, the pick for them in terms of moving up one slot and, to, and making him a Houston Texan. Now that you've got a defensive guy in there, uh, you know, I, I think defensive guys want to win with defense and running. And if you're going to win with defense and running, you could stash a quarterback like Anthony Richardson for about a year and a half or so, let him get his feet wet with the NFL life. Don't, don't make him play if you don't want to, if you think he's too much of a project. Like, these philosophies change the course, courses, I should say, of franchises. So the, the fact that D'Amico Ryans is not an offensive guy, whoever his offensive coordinator is going to be, uh, crazily enough, it's going to affect how the Bears move on draft night. The full goal with Jason Golf. All right, that's all the time we have for episode 204 of the Full Goal Podcast. We want to thank our production staff as always, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Cerruti. 
my main man, Tony Gill, and of course, the active Jesse Lopez. Uh, we will holler at y'all on Sunday because we have no football to talk about. We will hope something breaks. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all about Bulls Trailblazers. We'll jump back into some more draft stuff. And like I keep teasing but never paying off, maybe, just maybe we'll get into the wretched sport that is college basketball. I'm just joking for all my college basketball guys and girls out there. We'll get into it, though. Make sure you keep that number close to you, the full goal voicemail line. It's always open for you, 773-359-3103. That's 773-359-3103. want to thank everybody for downloading this thing, for subscribing to this thing, for rating and reviewing it and giving it five stars. If not, we're going to catch you in the street. We appreciate you sharing this thing with your family and friends. And anything that you have to do with this pod, thank you so very much. As always, we leave you with this. We will see you on Sunday. Take care of each other. Be safe.